Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Sr., editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It's a very special Friday podcast for this Let's Ride podcast. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the Pittsburgh Steelers are preparing for the Denver Broncos, and we are preparing you for that upcoming game Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern time at Heinz Field. Will the Pittsburgh Steelers win their first home game? Will the Pittsburgh Steelers break that three-game losing streak? Will the Pittsburgh Steelers finally show some signs of life on offense? All of these questions need to be answered. And yes, I can try to answer them. I can have people on that are going to try to answer them. But ultimately, the players and the team and the coaches have to go out there and answer those questions. The Pittsburgh Steelers are reeling right now, and they need those answers. And we'll get to see it soon enough for sure. I do want to have a quick programming note. Typically in the second half of this show is when I do uh, my blue check back segment when Michael Beck, deputy editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, joins me to talk about all things Steelers and we make our NFL picks. Michael's on the bye week right now with his college team and he is busy, so he's unable to join me. So no blue check back. However, in the spirit of... The playoffs going on in Major League Baseball, the manager sometimes taps the old arm and says, let's bring in the relief. In this case, I'm bringing in our podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis, bad 
or as he labeled himself, bad company, whatever that is. But anyways, he'll be joining us in the second segment, taking the place of Michael Beck. We're going to do the same the same spiel. We're going to talk about the Steelers. We're going to talk about the upcoming game. We're going to make NFL game picks. And then at the end of this show, obviously, as I always do on Friday, is a little heart-to-heart. Okay, before we get started with anything, I want to remind everyone that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Make sure you're there early and often. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers, Behind the Steel Curtain, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the channel, that on that platform especially. That way all of the podcasts will automatically go to your device, whatever that is, so that you'll never miss anything. Not my Let's Ride every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but also the live mic on Tuesday, the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield uh, on Thursday, our noon lineup. All of our PM shows, you name it, it's all right there. But if you follow on Spotify, make sure you follow the show, whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. All right. So we're going to talk about, like we always do every Friday, about the Pittsburgh Steelers' upcoming game. What do they have to do to win? And you know, I, I'm always going to do that no matter what. And obviously you'll hear my prediction at the end of this show. But I was thinking about this team and I was something that I said, I believe it was on Wednesday. Yes, it was on Wednesday during my mailbag segment where I was asked about Roethlisberger and the criticism, and I said, man, Roethlisberger can't be that fragile. And when I said that, I was meaning like emotionally fragile. He can't be that fragile to the point where he's, oh, I can't believe that Juju said that. Like, I'm I'm going to go into a, a deep depression. And I'm not saying anything about depression. That's a serious thing. That's not. That's neither here nor there. And then I started to think, this team, it reminds me of the, A Christmas Story, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Everyone knows the scene. The big box gets delivered. And we know what's in the box. If you've seen it, it's the, it's the leg lamp. And the father says, oh, fragile. Must be Italian. And his wife says, well, it says fragile, honey. And he goes, oh, that's right. This team is fragile. They are not from, well, maybe they are from a physical standpoint when you think of all the groin injuries they've had. But also from just a football standpoint, they are extremely fragile. And what do I mean by that? How many times, and I'll ask you this question, you can answer it to yourself. How many times have you seen the Steelers commit a false start, commit a holding penalty, and the first thought that goes through your head is, Yep, get Presley Harvin warmed up. They're not getting that yardage back. I mean, it's happened. The Steelers were able to get some, uh, I think they were able to convert on some of those plays against the Packers last Sunday. But it's this year has been rough. And they are a team that cannot shoot themselves in the foot, whether it's turnovers, whether it's penalties, and also with the back-breaking play on defense. When you think about the Henry Ruggs touchdown, the Jamar Chase touchdown, um, these big plays and big moments, that's the that's been the Steelers' issue on defense. Think about the Randall Cobb catches, whether it was the two touchdowns, the third down conversions. This team is fragile. It's not that they're not good. It's not that they're not capable. It's not that they're not brimming with potential. We know I hate that word, but it's true. It's that they they can't withstand a lot of negatives in a game. And that's something the fans aren't really used to. It used to be that oh, Ben's going to turn it over once or twice, but hey, he's going to make it up. He's going to throw some touchdowns. They're going to make some defensive plays. They're going to get the ball back on defense. That's not necessarily the case, or it hasn't been through the first four games. 
a Roethlisberger interception, especially if the other team turns it into points, you're thinking, oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't think they can do it. Like I, Maybe you're not like me, but I'm a pretty optimistic fan, and when I'm thinking that way, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of my fans and listeners out there are thinking the same exact way. It's not that we don't like the team. It's not that we don't think there's potential there. It's just that right now you're sitting there thinking, man, I'm not sure if this team can withstand too many of these. You think about against, I believe it was uh, Las Vegas, but also against Cincinnati, some big runs that get called back from penalties, and you're just, gosh darn it. I mean, that's a first and 10 run that goes for eight yards by Najee Harris is now you're facing first and 20. The Steelers team is fragile. They are fragile. Doesn't mean they can't win football games. That doesn't mean they can't win. They can win football games. Absolutely, they can win football games. And I'm going to tell you what my keys to victory are for the Steelers, both on offense and on defense. But before we do that, what I always do is I go back and look at last week's keys. And then I say, did they do this or did they not? We know the outcome. They lost to the Packers 27-17 to at Lambeau Field. Let's look at it. On offense, I said that the Steelers needed to protect the ball. Nope, they didn't. I mean, they had two turnovers. Uh, the second one came really late, but still, they didn't protect the football. Again, they're fragile. You can't withstand some of these mental and physical mistakes. They have to run the rock. I mean, Najee Harris had 15 carries. He averaged 4.1 yards per carry, but only they only had 16 rushes on the day. That's just not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. They have to commit to the run, and they have to stick with it, especially early in the game when you see they're getting chunk plays that way. And I said creativity is a must. Throw out a trick play. Nope. Same old, same old. Let's go to defense. I said the defense has to harass Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they did. Yeah, Devin Bush got a Devin Bush got a sack, and T.J. Watt got two. Although he kind of fell into those figuratively and literally, uh, and then he, they hit him a couple times. I know. I think Watt got flagged uh, for a late hit. It wasn't what they had to do to really get inside Aaron Rodgers' head. He's capable of being of of getting got if you want us to put it that way. They just didn't do it. They have to shove the run. That's what I said. They got to stop the run, make them one-dimensional. They surrendered 131 yards on the ground. That gave Aaron Rodgers those beautiful down and distance. Third and three, second and four. When you're giving up five, six yards on the ground at cliff, that's bad. And lastly, it was take it away. They did get a takeaway. Aaron Jones did fumble the ball. TJ Watt recovered. Chris Wormley caused that fumble. But it's just not enough. You have to win that turnover battle. So let's look at the offensive keys heading into this week five matchup against the Denver Broncos at Heinz Field. We're going to start on offense. We always start on offense. So the first thing is keep it going O-line. And what I mean by that is the running game. We all agree. We all saw it. It wasn't great. It wasn't good, but it was better. For once, it was better. The Pittsburgh Steelers started to show some semblance of a running game at Heinz Field, and I was thinking to myself, wow, this is great. This is great that the Steelers are finally maybe gelling. They're getting it together. They have to keep that going. If Mike Tom would say that their their arrow is pointing up, they have to keep it pointing in that direction. That's key number one. Key number two, balance. 40 passes to 15 or 16 rushes is just not balanced. It's not even close to balanced. The Steelers' offense 
has yet to find their identity. I honestly do feel like that's what's happening. We're witnessing them searching. What we saw in the first four games of the season was what Matt Canada, what Ben Roethlisberger, and any other offensive mind, Adrian Clem, Mike Tomlin, if he has his imprint on that at all, what they thought would work. That's exactly what we've just seen. This is what we thought will or or would work, and it hasn't. It hasn't worked. They're not even averaging 17 points per game. So this is clearly when you have to say, what is the next approach? The next approach should be get Najee Harris going early, get him going often, and my goodness, don't put so much pressure on the quarterback in the offensive line to pass protect. Let them fire off the ball and let them move some people around. Lastly, the third and final offensive key is to make the necessary plays. And when I say necessary plays, I'm talking about those third down conversions. I don't care if it's third and one, third and four, third and five, doesn't matter. You have to make those necessary plays. Fourth downs, good Lord, can it get any worse than what it's been? I don't think so. I don't think it can get any worse. I think the Steelers have to improve in that area. I'd even throw in the red zone. It's been rare that they've gotten there. When they do, they have to convert. Chris Boswell field goals when you're in the red zone are not going to cut it. You have to put touchdowns on the board. I don't care if you're playing the Denver Broncos or if you're playing Wheeling Central Catholic High School. That's my alma mater. Shout out to the Maroon Knights. You have to score touchdowns if you want to win. Field goals in the National Football League are just not going to do it. So those offensive keys, to remind you again, there's three of them. Keep it going offensive line, balance on the offense, and then make those necessary plays for victory. Now let's head over to the defensive side. A lot of people have been really down on the defense, and rightfully so in a lot of areas. But let's talk about those keys for the defense. Number one, have to be creative. Well, wait a second, Jeff. You said that about the offense last week. I know. When I'm talking about the offense, talking about the defense. They have not blitzed that much. There's going to come a time where they're going to face a quarterback that they feel that they can confuse and that they can get to by confusing them. If Drew Locke is the quarterback, now Teddy Bridgewater didn't practice Wednesday with a concussion, was limited on Thursday. If he keeps trending in the correct direction with his concussion, he might be available to play on Sunday. Teddy Bridgewater is more of a veteran quarterback. He's more experienced. They might not be able to confuse him as much, but if Drew Locke's in there, you're going to have to get creative with how you pressure the quarterback from time to time. And yes, you can confuse the quarterback. When Devin Bush sacked Aaron Rodgers, he did not see it coming. That's what they have to do with the, the whoever is a quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Can they do it? That's the big question. That's the big question. But be creative on defense. Sometimes you have to create chaos. You can't just do the same thing over and over again expecting a different result. Second key, seems obvious, but you have to take it away. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick missed an interception against Green Bay that would have really turned the tide. They can't let these opportunities slip through their fingers, figuratively and literally. Take the football away. If the offense is protecting it, the defense has to take it away. If the offense is struggling, you have to give them some extra possessions. My goodness, take the football away. That's key number two. And the last one is bring the pain. And this is a very broad-based key, but it's one I think is worth saying. It's been a while since I saw the Steelers' defense play a game where they were out-physicaling the opponent 
where if someone caught the ball over the middle, they definitely got a case of the gator arms. And if you know what that is, it's where instead of the arms extending out to catch the football, they bring them in because they're preparing to get hit. Sometimes you have to revert back to the natural nature of the of the defensive side of the football, and that is to inflict pain on the opponent. Not to injure, to inflict pain. I want to see that defense. Show me some anger. Show me that you're a little pissed off about the one and three start. Show me that, and don't tell me, I hate when players say this, we don't read the press clippings, we don't hear. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. For every player that's ever said, we don't listen to what they say on the radio, or we don't watch TV, or we don't read the newspapers, for every single player that's ever said that, they typically end up trying to shove it back in someone's face when they prove them wrong. You know what that tells me? You were paying attention. So if that fires them up, all the people that are saying the Steelers are done, the defense is done, they're not as good as we thought, yada, 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 then go out there and prove them wrong. Go out there and inflict pain. It's kind of like on uh, I did the Rocky 2 on Wednesday. Maybe this is Rocky 3 when Clubber Lang, who is Mr. T, is standing there in Philadelphia, and they say, what's your prediction for the fight? And he looks at the camera and just says, pain. Maybe that's what they need to do. All right, so let's go over those keys real quick before we take a break. Keep it going, offensive line. Balance on offense and make those necessary plays. Those are the three offensive keys. Be creative, take the ball away, and bring the pain uh, on defense. Those are those defensive keys. All right, folks, the first segment's done. In the second segment, we're going to bring in, uh, I don't know, I'll think of a name for him. Mr. Brian Anthony Davis, and we're going to talk about the Steelers. We're going to make our game picks, and stay tuned, heart-to-heart, coming up at the end of the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. It's a very special occasion for me. It's a first for me, not in general, but at least for the Let's Ride podcast. Uh, as I said earlier in the first segment, you know, I'm, I'm not having Michael back on. It's Michael was busy. And so, you know, sometimes the, the manager comes out of the, uh, the dugout and taps the arm and says, time for relief. And this is where relief comes from. I can't believe this is the first time Brian Anthony Davis has been on my podcast, right? Brian, this is the first time on Let's Ride, isn't it? Yes, this is my initial appearance, and it is a thrill because I consider myself a member of the Ride or Die crew. Heck, I even ripped off the Ride or Die crew, hashtag Ride or Die, to get hashtag Bad Company, and you made fun of me for uh, <laughs> for stealing it, and I did steal it. 
but well, we they, did it. I said I technically made fun of you for copyright infringement. Um, not necessarily for steel. You can have whatever hashtag you want. I know Dave's doing like nerds of balls of steel, nerds of steel. I'm sorry, as that was a <laughs> which is awesome brilliant slip, but uh still, yeah. So there you have it. All right, so Brian, welcome to the show. I'm glad that you're finally joining me. I want to talk about the Steelers before we get into our NFL game picks, uh, which mine suck anyways. So um let's talk about the, here's my question for you, Brian. Everyone should be focused about this one game. I, I know a lot of people want to look down the road. People want to look down the road and say, oh, my gosh. Uh, look, look at what they have at the end of the schedule. Like, look at the games they have to play. I always say the same thing. So much stuff can happen between now and then. Think back to last season with Dallas. Everyone was like, wow, it's going to be Prescott and Roethlisberger dueling it out in Dallas. Well, Dak that, Prescott gets hurt, and then all of a sudden – I don't know who the schmuck is that Dallas rolled out there, but uh, it wasn't the same game. So a lot can happen. Let's focus on this one game, right? If the Steelers win on Sunday, they win by doing what? What is the one thing that you think of that the Steelers are going to have to do well to beat the Denver Broncos? The running game has to get going to open up everything else for that team. If the running game gets going, which means the offensive line has to open holes, if that happens, Ben Roethlisberger has an opportunity to do more things. Do you have a number in mind, like for whether it's yards per carry, carries in general, uh, total yardage? Like, what is that? Is there anything in your mind that when you talk about the running game? Yeah, I'm a lead. The Steelers have to go out and get a lead, and they did it early against Green Bay. They had a lead. They weren't able to maintain it. But you notice they were doing a lot better with the running game in the first half because they were able to run the ball. The Where it looked like Najee Harris could have had a 100-yard game, that just stopped in its tracks because next thing you know, they're behind. If that, if that block kick that never was, yeah. was, you know, they come out and they're running the ball more if they continue to have the lead after Green Bay comes out in the third quarter first. You know, so if they have a chance to run the ball, that opens things up. So that's number one. The Steelers must get a lead and they have an opportunity to do it at home, but they can't screw around. No, you're right. I absolutely agree. Now, Brian, this is a rarefied error for the Steelers. In fact, they've lost two straight games at home. I know it's been on our Slack channel and several people have talked about it and written about it for the website. If they lose three in a row at home, it's the first time since 1986. It's quite the, uh, would be quite the damning statistic for the Steelers. Do you hey, th- go ahead? They wrote a book about that season. It was called they- the lost season. I actually have it. <laughs> really? 1986. I was three years old. Yeah, <laughs> I was in high school. <laughs> You're old. Anyways, um, so <laughs> is, what is the book about? Now you have me curious. It's about the entire 1986 season. They drafted Bobby Brister that year. He came in midseason. It was basically, it was called the lost season. It was, uh, they were supposed to chronicle that entire year. And it just started off with an absolute dud and a 30 nothing loss to the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, who did not have two losses at that time. <laughs> and that was uh, that was the very first week of the season. And it was just it was kind of the beginning of the end for the Chuck Knoll Pittsburgh Steelers. There were still some playoff appearances there here and there. I actually like one more in there, but it was it was a pretty rough season. And that's uh, that's the season that got them Rod Woodson, though. 
Yeah. I will tell you that, but it was just, I mean, they were all the 70 Steelers were gone. Um, everybody was phasing out. The only guys left were John Stallworth and, and Donnie shell. And they were, uh, they were winding their career down. They retired a year later. So it, it was a really rough season for them, but, um, so they, they chronicled that I'm hoping that they do not chronicle this season with the lost season. Too. Well, yeah, no, you're right. And, and that's, oh, I should read that book. It sounds really interesting actually. But when you think about this upcoming game, how critical is this game for the, the scope of this team and the trajectory of this team moving forward? Cause to me, there's a, there's a huge difference between two and three with one more game going into the bye week then one and four with one more game going into the bye week. What what is your DEFCON level for this game Sunday at Heinz Field? I'm thinking it's threat threat level 11:30 p.m. Um, I'm not saying it's threat <laughs> level midnight yet, but it's coming really close. Now I want to quote our good friend Dave Schofield when he says this. He's like, "Look, you cannot talk about." the Steelers needing to win 11 games or 10 games. You need to talk about them winning game number two. And he's been saying that a lot. And I really think he's right on the money with that. The, the sole focus is this week. And I'm thinking, I want to channel Bill Cower too. This is our one game season. We have eight one game seasons. And that was from 2005 and they won the Super Bowl there. If you go back just two years, where that that crazy season where Ben is gone in week two and you have Mason and you have Duck, they started out one and four. And they were in a playoff position with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges all the way up until week 16 when they blew it against the Jets. So let's stop thinking about the fact that it's all going to end now. Yeah, if you start off one and four, that's pretty tough hole to get out of. But you've got to look at the fact that this team really, you know, needs to focus on this game. And I kind of think, even though they're like 12 and 20 all time against Denver Broncos, a team that they've always struggled against, I really think that I hate to use the phrase, but this is kind of if if they can get right, this is the game that they're gonna do it. This is their get right game. Seems like it. It definitely seems like it. This is a tough game for me to, to try to wrap my head around, to be honest with you. There's so much uncertainty. You know, you don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be, at least at the moment this is being recorded. Uh, we don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be playing or if it's going to be Drew Locke. Um, we know that Von Miller is going to be there, and he's every bit as dynamic as ever, but even Patrick Sertain has missed some time. Uh, Deontay Spencer has missed some practice time this week. Um, but let's go. Oh, my back. boy, my guy, yeah. Deontay. Let's go to Von Miller. If let's assume, let's say Zach Banner gets taken off of the injured reserve. Are you putting him out there against Von Miller for his first game back? His first game as a starter since week one last season in Monday Night Football in New York? Why not? Yeah, what the hell, you know? You know, um, <laughs> smoke him if you got him. <laughs> now, last week I was not putting him out there. And the reason I was not going to put him out there is because I just felt that, uh, you know, he was just coming off of injured reserve. So now he has had, what, two weeks worth of practice yeah, with the team? Yeah. 
yeah, I, I would probably think that that he would be ready to go. You know, I I think Zach Banner could be a part of the answer for this team. Now, Denver has a very good defense, but missing Nick Chubb hurts them. And missing, excuse me, not Nick Chubb, Bradley Chubb, yes. one of the Chubbs. Um, <laughs> missing Bradley Chubb is a problem because it's just like with TJ Watt. When you take away one of their other guys, when you take away Highsmith or last year you took away Bud Dupree, there's a lot more of an onus on him. So they're kind of a tandem now. I'm not saying that uh, Von Miller isn't dynamic on his own, but that waters things down for that uh, that defense formerly known as the Orange Crush. And they're naming themselves after a soda. Come on. <laughs> I am curious here. Let's Let's just say for fun that, and this is not fun, but if Ben Roethlisberger were to get hurt, and he has to miss a game or two games or whatever. Are you in the Mason Rudolph camp or are you in the Dwayne Haskins camp? I am absolutely in the Mason Rudolph camp. Okay. Now I'm not one of those guys that think Mason Rudolph is the answer because the best chance for the Pittsburgh Steelers to win, to have a productive season is Ben Roethlisberger behind center, even with the struggles that he has. Even Mike Tomlin said it this week. I think he was prodded. He was asked. And he said, yes, Ben's our best chance to win. We have been saying it. I think the three of us from the preview crew, you, Dave, myself, have been saying this, that Ben Roethlisberger is your best chance all along. But if you bring somebody in, I want to bring in Mason Rudolph. Look, I don't believe in Dwayne Haskins. I wanted to believe. I wanted to drink that Haskins Kool-Aid. But what I saw from him in that final week, of the preseason against Carolina was absolutely dreadful. And he had an opportunity to play against guys that would not be playing. And he looked, he looked dreadful. And I know he's, he's your check down guy, but if you want somebody to throw it down the field, he's pretty good. And that's Mason Rudolph. I think he is your best chance right now. If Ben is not in there, uh, Dwayne is, is just, it would be great if he could get going, but he didn't, he has not seized the day. And when he did, when we were raving about him in preseason, who was he playing against? He's playing against Walmart greeters. He's playing against uh, guys that are uh, giving you oil changes at uh, Jiffy Lou. That's who he's playing against in the preseason. And we didn't see what we needed to see from him. When we saw Mason Rudolph, we saw him more against ones and twos. No, you're right. You're right. All right, I'm going to change it up before we get to our game picks. Over under, we play this game on the, for the preview all the time. Over under on games that Stefan Tuit plays in 2021. I'm going to set the line at seven. Over under. I'm going to go under. I don't wow. know okay. if he's, I don't even know if he's coming back this year, Jack. Gosh, that would be tough. Oh, it, it would be devastating for this team, but they've been so hush hush. This is such a weird situation. Do we even know what's wrong with him? Well, we know it's a knee and that's the physical part of it. So I don't know. I don't know, but okay, let's, let's get to our game picks. I don't want to dwell on that. I was curious what your thoughts were on that. Let's do our game picks. Something Mike, when I do, we're going to 
go through this rapid uh, rapid fire. We'll talk a little bit about games. We don't want to spend too much time on these games. Like the first game, Sunday. Oh, gosh. New York Jets, Atlanta Falcons. What a dud. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> are giving two and a half points at home. Uh, who do you like in this game? Well, I was going to say the Atlanta Falcons, but uh, Ridley's gone now, so I don't know who Matt Ryan has to throw to. But, you know, they're at home, so let's go with the Falcons. Uh, the Jets got their one win. I like home underdogs, so I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. Philadelphia goes to Carolina. Carolina is giving three and a half points. This is this seems like a, a no-brainer, but a three and a half spread is not a big one. What do you think about this NFC game? Jeff, I have said this for ever since he was traded to this team. I love Sam Darnold. And I was saying that look out for the Carolina Panthers with those receivers that he has. They're going to be pretty good. They're getting Christian McCaffrey back this week. You got to go with the Panthers. Yeah, I like the Panthers. Three and a half spread. Like I said, I thought it would be more. I'll go with Carolina giving three and a half. Here's one that the Steelers fans are going to be keeping an eye on Sunday at one o'clock. The Green Bay Packers go to the Cincinnati Bengals. And again, Bengals are at home. Green Bay is giving only two and a half points. Where do you see this matchup going? They're a lot alike. They're a lot alike the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I messed that whole thing up. They're like the Buffalo Bills, Jeff. And they're they got right after a very bad first week. I kind of uh you know, I kind of believe in Aaron Rodgers and and that team. You know, we talk about the missed opportunities for the Steelers last week. Even if they had that that uh, block kick, I really think that the the uh, Packers would have probably found a way to win it, but the Steelers would have been in it. I just I don't believe really in the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. We have seen them come out and win three or four, uh, go four and one before, and then just completely tank and show their true colors. So and the true colors are ugly. They're orange and black. Ugh. I'll take the Green Bay Packers as well. Uh, if the Bengals beat the Packers, then they're the real deal, but I don't think it happens. All right, New England Patriots, Houston Texans in Houston. New England's giving seven and a half. Houston, I don't even know who they have a quarterback anymore. Who do you like in this one? Or should I say, does New England cover? Yeah, I, I think I think New England actually wins that game by uh, more than 10. So, yeah, definitely, I, I would give those points away. I do, too. You take New England, giving the points. Tennessee Titans, they're coming off of that overtime loss to the Jets. They go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer, Lord knows what that guy's doing uh, after games. Man, I mean, he's a party guy, I guess. But still, nonetheless, that's nothing here to there. Tennessee Titans are giving four and a half on the road in this AFC South matchup. Who do you like here? I really like the Titans in this one after uh, laying that egg last week. And they're going to do that. They're going to continue to do that. But against a bad team after losing to a bad team, I don't expect two weeks in a row from Mike Vrabel and company. I agree. Tennessee, given four and a half, seems like a pretty easy pick to me. Detroit Lions go to Minnesota. Detroit's getting nine and a half points. This was a spread that I was actually pretty surprised with. Detroit's played tough. Uh, they've kept games relatively close. They almost beat the Baltimore Ravens a couple weeks ago. Nine and a half points on the road. Detroit's getting that. Who do you like in this NFC North showdown? I can honestly say that, I mean, if we're going against the spread, I'm going to say the Detroit Lions in this game. They hung, they hung with the, the Green Bay Packers. And the Minnesota Vikings, if you're a Steelers fan, that's your team. You guys are the same team right now. You should be winning more than you're losing. You're disappointing. You're, 
you're losing games in weird ways. I, I really think that uh, the Minnesota Vikings right now are Steelers uh, north. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions as well. I like them getting nine and a half divisional game. I'll take the Lions getting the points. Uh, they screwed me before, but still we'll see. All right, let's stay at one o'clock. Still one o'clock. Miami Dolphins go to Tampa Bay. Not a far trip. Uh, the Buccaneers are still red hot. They're still a really good team, even though they lost to the Rams. Tampa Bay's giving nine and a half. Still no Tua. He's on injured reserve. How do you think this one plays out? I think it plays out exactly the way everybody thinks it's going to with uh, Tom Brady doesn't lose two games in a row that often. And I, I would really think that, that it's a wake-up call for Tampa Bay. So I would say that you go with the Buccaneers in this game and you give away 20 points if you have to. Yeah, and that's my mistake. I think I said the Tampa Bay lost to the Rams last week. They obviously went to New England. How did I forget Brady versus Belichick? That stupid game that I was sick of hearing. So my okay, I screwed that up then. No, um, I think I made a mistake and said that their last game was against the Rams. So no worries. Yeah, I'm still taking Tampa Bay, giving nine and a half. All right, let's move on to still one o'clock. New Orleans Saints go to the football team, uh, not too far from here in, in the state of Maryland. Washington's giving two and a half points. The New Orleans Saints are a tough uh, nut to crack. Not sure what team's going to show up. They dominate the Packers in week one and look absolutely dreadful at other times. Did the Saints get right, or did the Washington football team hold serve at home? It all depends on Taylor Heineke, but I... You know, there's something about the Washington football team that that I'm interested in. They're at home. This say, like you said, man, the Saints are weird. I don't know who these guys are, but you still have the Kamara factor. You when you go to uh, the WFT, you really don't. I mean, it's not like they hold a home field advantage. Uh, my gosh, that place is a hole. Um, you know it. It's FedEx field, but if you got that that field as your own, you'd send it back. You would you would did not you would not sign their their little computer there. So with that being said, let let's go ahead and and say New Orleans there. I'm going to go with Washington at home. Actually, Ooh. giving getting two and a half again. I like those home underdogs. All right, let's go to 405. The Cleveland Browns go to the Los Angeles Chargers. Should be a really good game. I feel like this is going to be a high scoring affair. The Chargers are giving two and a half at home. So what do you think about this one? I know what you, who you want to win, but who you think will win. I actually love the Chargers this year, and I've talked about them ever since uh, last year with Herbert. I, this is a great team, but there's something about the Cleveland Browns right now. There's something about the fact that the Chargers just won a big game on Monday Night Football. I'm actually uh, fine with, with uh, going with the uh, road dog here and going with the uh, – uh, the dog pounds. Ugh. I actually like the Chargers at home in this game. I think Cleveland barely got away, played an ugly game against Minnesota last week. I think their luck runs out. I think LA is a team to beat, and I think that they beat the Cleveland Browns, giving them their second loss on the season. Still at 405, Chicago Bears go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. The Raiders are giving five and a half points. Does Chicago stand a chance at covering the spread? You could give them 55 points. I, I think they are a disappointing team there, Jeff. Um, Vegas, I don't know if I quite believe in them yet either, but I think they're at home. I think uh, they believe in themselves. So I think they're going to come back and avenge that loss last week. So I, And by a mile, this is a bad team in Chicago. 
I like the I like the Vegas Raiders giving five and a half as well. 425 San Francisco 49ers Arizona Cardinals should be another really fun game to watch. Arizona is giving four and a half at home. Who do you like in this one? Kyler Murray and the crew or Jimmy G? You know what? I'm actually going to say that Jimmy G this week. I believe that the Cardinals are a better team, but I don't see them as an undefeated team. I don't see them continuing this run. And I really think the 49ers are a better team than you would think. So let's go ahead and go with the 49ers. I know that's probably against conventional wisdom, but eh, it's what's going on in my black and gold brain. Arizona has quietly put together a really good roster. I like the Cardinals to even cover four and a half at home. Go with the Cardinals. As 425, the last of this afternoon slate, the Dallas Cowboys host the New York Giants. Dallas is giving six and a half. Brian Quick, who do you like here? Dallas. I like Dallas as well in that NFC East, but then I'll tell you what, Sunday night football, get your popcorn ready. The Buffalo Bills go to Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs, a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. The Kansas City Chiefs are giving two and a half at home. Brian, what do you see here? I actually see Buffalo, the Chiefs defense, not right. I agree. I think the Buffalo Bills getting two and a half, take it. Uh, if it, if the Chiefs win, I think it's going to be really close. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Now, a game that might not be as fun is the Monday Nighter, the Indianapolis Colts and the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, M&T Bank Stadium. Baltimore's giving six and a half. What do you think there? Oh, boo, you left us 37 years ago, and we're still going to hold a <laughs> grudge against you, Colts. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I hate the Ravens. When you live in Maryland, you hate that crap that they spew out. Uh, but but I, I really think that uh, despite all the losses on this team, they figured out how to do it, and they're going to be a tough beat. And the Colts are another weird team. They finally got their win last week, but yeah, they're – they're like the Steelers. They're just not there. They're, they're broken. Get out the Mayflower trucks, but still the Ravens win giving six and a half. I'll take them. Let's go to the game. Everyone cares about obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Denver Broncos. This game has almost turned into a pick them game. The, the spread that I have in front of me, that is the most up-to-date spread that I have is the Steelers giving a half point. Yes, a half point. So Brian, I'm going to ask you, how do you see this game playing out? What's your score prediction? I think the Steelers are going to get the run game going. I think they're going to get Pat Fryermuth involved. I think the uh, I think if Zach Banner comes back, and even if he doesn't, if you don't play Chooks, who could be back, I think you stick with Joe Haig. You've got to do that there. You get that running game going. You're going to have an opportunity to win. It's going to be a weird game as well. I'm actually predicting 26-22. Um, Steelers. Now, again, this, I feel like this, uh, this prediction can change based on the quarterback of the Broncos. I'm, I was, when I made this prediction, I was assuming that Drew Locke was going to play. I never thought that a player in the NFL concussion protocol would be able to practice the week of it. Just see, it's so rare, but I'm sticking with what I, I wrote down and what I predicted earlier this week when I had did a five questions with mile high report, I think the Steelers find a way to win. It's not a get right game. Sometimes I think about a get right game as a team. It's a game you come in, you just play great, you blow them out of the water, and you're just leaving you know, your head high, your chest is puffed out. I'm not going that far. I like the Steelers to win this game, but a score of 20 to 16. It's not an ugly game, it's just a defensive battle. Both teams struggle. Points are at a premium. 
I think the Steelers find a way to win. Maybe I'm speaking with my heart and not my brain, but still, I like that matchup. So, Brian, real quick, what's one thing that Steeler fans should be like, okay, give me one reason why they're going to win. Give me one specific reason. The defense is going to get after whatever quarterback is there, and the Steelers are going to get the running game going this week. Najee Harris is going to find the end zone again. And regardless of who it is, whether it's Locke or Bridgewater, the Steelers are going to win. There you have it. You can follow him on Twitter at BTSC Bad. Brian, good job. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. This was an absolute honor. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, thank you for Brian Anthony Davis stepping in. Uh, it's a, great to talk with him. Yeah, kind of like... Like I said in the segment, it's kind of like breaking it down old school. Brian and I have been doing shows together, just the two of us, for a long time. Uh, It was good to talk with him, good to have some fun in that regard. So, okay, some heart-to-heart to to finish it up here. You know, hope. Everyone talks about hope. we got to have hope. 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 You see it, like, uh, everywhere. Uh, there's there's hope on the on the walls and houses. There's hope on T-shirts for whatever cause. It doesn't matter. Hope is an important thing. Hope is a valuable thing. Without hope, I, I think we have nothing. And so you might be sitting there and you're listening to these podcasts because you love the Steelers and you love uh, the personalities that we have on our platform. Maybe, maybe you love my show. I hope you do love my show. But you might be listening to this and thinking to yourself, this team's done. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to follow them, but they're, they're done. Keep hope alive. Try and do your best to, to stay, to remain hopeful. I, I say that for a reason. Uh, like I said, without hope, we have nothing. And so you might think in your brain that the team is not going to be any good, that the team might lose more games. But my goodness, in your heart, you got to have hope. Hope for improvement, hope for the future, hope for development. There's so many things that we as Steeler fans can be hopeful for with this team. Very young in a lot of places. Six rookies playing significant snaps. Think about that. So let's keep that hope alive. Win, lose, or draw this Sunday. Keep that hope alive. That's my message to you to finish out this week. Never lose hope. Not just with the Steelers in life. Never lose hope. Very important lesson that some of us had to learn the hard way. Never get rid of hope. Never let it go. It's always there. You just have to find it. All right, folks, that does it for me. Have a great weekend. I hope wherever you live, it's nice weather. Get outside. Do something fun with the family. Do something fun with friends. And... My goodness, sit down on Sunday and get ready to cheer on those Pittsburgh Steelers. Get the terrible Taz at and get ready to twirl those suckers. I think that a win is coming. I feel it. I do. I do. I'll be back on Monday with my winners and losers. Check me out on the post-game show uh, Sunday on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to it on audio platform. In the meantime, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Here we go. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.